Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Drone Out. I've forgotten what day it is. It's the 4th. It's the 4th of the 1st, 2018. Is that right? Correct. Well done. Thank you, Frank. The camera's locked on you for some reason. Really? Uh, yeah, on my thing. I don't know. But anyway, um, today, first show of the year, and we are joined by uh, Tony Cake from Immersion this Arsenal. This from the bathroom. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was this close to begging you to please be in the toilet just for the beginning and then carry your laptop through to the, to the office. I'll, I'll, I'll office. sneak in later. <laughs> yeah. Lovely, lovely <laughs> office. I like your clock cock. Cock, clock. <laughs> that's, been through that, that's, a, that's a beautiful piece of uh, of English history, that is. <laughs> and engineering. Anyway, we're joined by the usual suspects. Tony. Bonjour. My, my faithful manservant and secret lover. Uh, we are joined by an ex-employee, a fat shark, Andy RC. Hello. Sorry for your loss. That's all right. I'll, I'll, I'm moving on. I'm now a top sky employee, so... Okay. He was doing, he phoned me. He's on the way to do some banking alone on his own in his car. Found That's that quite great. strange how you felt the need to ring me during a, a banking excerpt. Well, you know, there's been other times where it, sound, it sounded like banking, but. <laughs> and we are joined by our faithful manager, producer, or whatever you want to call him, Andrew slash Frank. Hello, good evening. Hello. Um, Andrew just posted in the chat just to remind me. Thanks to the Patreon, everybody. We've had received so many donations. And let me just have a look at the rewards. I'm really unorganized. I can't believe I didn't put this up earlier. Hang on, let me just load this page. Uh, just, in the after... meantime, hello to everyone in the chat that's been waiting around. So there's Awashi, Zero, Green Patches, Mikey Dread, Scotty FPV. Who else we got in there? Loads of people have been waiting in there for ages. Yep. Davy Boy, Crash Test, Davy Boy, Seaweed, uh, Ektraz, Hello, everyone. Anyway, hello, and thank you for listening to Let's Drone Out. I put the I put the big massive thank you on our Facebook page, and I did not thank the actual listeners. <laughs> what a dumbass like one of the listeners was like yeah thanks for thanking us you know the people actually like you know listen to the show put up with your shit don't know whether you're actually going to talk about any drone stuff you know hit and miss every time what a i am the worst i'm sorry but thank you for listening i appreciate it um right so we have achieved the 12 dollars a month we've achieved the 24 a month and we've achieved the 36 a month and we've almost made the thirty, the forty-eight per month, and that means that we're basically that and one more away from all the episodes being covered. Mike, big shout out to Mikey Dread who um, did the uh, did the donation for editing the one uh, one podcast, so we can pay the editor. That will happen next month. So on the on the fourth, no, the first of next month. Uh, we will be joined by Snake FPV, the Australian, and that episode, Mikey Dread. If you want to put in the chat, oh, no, the first of next. 
Oops. I could hear myself. Um, okay. We can dedicate uh, the episode to you. So let us know who you want it to read it out and let us know what you want us to say. I will email you later if you want it to be personal. And uh, yeah, big thank you because we need that because I am sick of editing. I've got eight more episodes to do and I, I really want to shoot myself in the head. And Tony wants to kill himself as well because <laughs> uh, me and him are, are editing like mad. So... Anthony has been kind enough. What are you going to give away? A mojo. Have you got one to show us? There's one on the wall. Do I need to take it down? Yeah, please. (laughs) So if you're a Patreon, you can give $1, $3, any amount. Donate to cover a show. And if you make him laugh. This is a mojo. Ooh. Nice color as well. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, if you if you're a Patreon and you make us laugh in the chat, then you're in for a chance of winning Mojo straight. Wow, from how do I get to the chat? By the way, uh, we've po- tonight, people. We've posted the link in there, buddy. I'm going to spam it. Click one of those. In the top left-hand corner of the the chat screen, there's a little oh, yeah. window, and then there's some links on the right-hand side. Yep, just click one of those links. I've spammed it, oh, and then it will open up. And then you can read the chat. If you signed into Google um, on YouTube, you can comment in the chat and talk to people. You can also click on the three little buttons and then go uh, view, uh, yeah, view channel. But if you type in there, so Frank can make you a mod as well, so you can post links and stuff like that. That's so, good to work. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's start the show. So um, yeah, we were supposed to we were supposed to have Carl on, who's an army guy, but we couldn't get hold of him. So I think he's on some sort of secret mission. So we had you on at uh, at Christmas, where you were hiding from your family in the toilet. That says a lot about you. That you prefer a let's drone out, b cottaging <laughs> by yourself in a t- in your own home. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that anymore? It's probably really incorrect. But uh, you're in the UK. It's okay still. I I like the term cottaging. Plus, I watched the <laughs> part. I watched part of the um, George Michael uh, tribute thing uh, over Christmas with my mum. So I've got a load of his songs stuck in my head. So, <laughs> what a great man! So much better than Prince. Prince what, was a what's maniac. What's the equivalency to him and Cottage in there, Jack? I don't understand the. <laughs> I have Oh God! Right. So when a man loves another man. <laughs> Like me, Tony. Well, and you, you weren't allowed to back then. You'd get a habitat back. Can I finish that off? They, they like to, um, you know, go on a holiday in a nice cottage together, and they have a nice time and some nice meals, and we'll move on from that. Okay. I've never ever gone to a cottage with Jack ever. Yes. Wait till April. There's still yeah. time. Yes, April, North <laughs> Wales, somewhere. April. Oh man. So Tony's first question when I when I like phoned him and he was like, "What's happening tonight?" He was like, "I was like, um, like Anthony from Virgin RC is coming on," and um, he was like, "Are Fat Shark and Emergent RC the same thing?" <laughs> no. <laughs> what's, um, the, what's the connection though? Because presumably there is one. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so it's, it's a little bit of history. 
So it must have been, what, 10 years ago? Something like that. I got a call from this Canadian bloke in, um, in Shenzhen who had decided to make, um, to go out on his own and, and make this little radio controlled car with this little guy with his head turning with a head tracker and, and a set of goggles. And uh, he needed some help with a head tracker. So um, I helped him out. And at, at that time, I was working somewhere else. Um, and uh, we kind of started a friendship that uh, still blossoms today. And we've we've helped each other out of all kind of holes. And uh, we you know, design stuff together. And we, we actually share a factory. Uh, we both build in the same factory in uh, Shenzhen. And uh, there's even... Uh, kind of a rather obscure family connection now. Um, so yeah, we're, we're two companies with very similar goals, um, product lines that don't really overlap too much. And um, yeah, just, uh, just work well together. Yeah, because I remember like the first time, um, like any sort of like mention of that was on flight test, wasn't it? There was a, and you were near a river or something. Yes, that was the uh, European road trip. That was that was pretty cool. And there was like, was it was that the the flight fest European road trip with the nice hoodie and that, or was it that that even before that? Because you were like on a paddle boat and everything, and the shoe gone was being released. <laughs> was that right? That was jeez. When was that? Two thousand fourteen. Oh, I remember watching that one. Oh, my God, man, I am yeah, so was... old. Yeah, these guys came gone, over. Is that, that? Has that gone that quick that time? 15, 16, 17, two years ago. Oh, uh, so it's got to be more than two years ago. Hold on, let me look that up. That was a good trip. It was beautiful. We like did. some of the, um, uh, yeah, some of the, the, the shots that you guys got with the little waterfall and everything, but how you didn't end up in the drink, I don't know. No GPS lock, no nothing. <laughs> it was like. It, it, it wasn't okay. It was, no, it was 2014. Crikey! Yeah, 2014. I did learn one thing very important on that trip: is uh, you don't take people who are afraid of heights on road trips in um, RVs around the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> there were some scary moments, but good times. We've got Mr. Frost has asked in the chat, will we see a Tramp V2 this year, smaller and better, Is was his question. I guess I can bounce back with another question, which is what would people like to see better and how much smaller? It is really small. It is, Frost, it... how much smaller do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... That is so going to be a sound bite. Oh dear! <laughs> With all the, the the Swift micros and uh, things like that have been that have been coming along um, for like the the two inch size has been really popular over here at least um, over the past few months. Um, there seems to be a load of them and really popular. Um, uh, choice of antenna connections. Yeah, yeah. that is what he's asking. When you get that, you know, I. UFL has been yeah. getting pretty popular. No, I, I think the question there is probably related to MMCXs, which I personally absolutely detest. Ooh, but... How's that? Why is that? Because everyone likes them who I know. 
because they're bigger and more hefty. Well, the trouble is everyone wants the transmitters to go smaller, but they want the the uh, connector to go bigger and more robust. And one of the issues with MCX is for anyone who's actually used them, you've either got the straight version, which really doesn't want to bend at all. So you've got this little tiny, you know, 15 millimeter long transmitter with 20 millimeters worth of cable coming out that you, you can't bend where you want it. Or you've got a right angle connector. Um, and those things, again, they're just, they're just in the way. So I don't know. I, I, um, for the little tiny stuff, I'm definitely a proponent of the UFLs, even though UFL as a connector for uh, these applications is not ideal. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is for these things. Do you know? Uh, do you know what? Um, do you know what the the gluey um, mastic stuff's called that you glue the? Because like loads of people say, like um, hot glue's not recommended, and I found it once. It's called like it's got what the yellow? Yeah, it's got it's got a number. Yeah. yeah um, let me see. It's it's called how? Uh, where is it? Hold on. We just call it product. We just call it production glue, but it is called. Kaufter K1688. Can you put that in the chat thing? Or That's a catchy I, name for sure. Yeah, I've, I've Googled it. It is on um, it's on eBay and it's not much money, but I can't. Yeah. So we'd love to sell little tubes of it, but it, for us it comes in these these fairly hefty uh, tubes that we use in production. And it uh, we haven't been able to source yet, you know, a small version of it. Davy Boy, yes, hot glue melts. Don't use hot glue on video transmitters. You end up with a sticky mess. Oops. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, man, it's... Uh, God, could you decant it? Couldn't you do that and just make a little production production line, we, line we, of that, maybe? We should do something because, I mean, a UFL with that stuff on is, is pretty good as long as you don't need to remove it a lot. Mm. But um, yeah, my, my other beef with the, with the MMCX is as equipment gets smaller is the removal force is, is pretty significant. So you end up grabbing your transmitter with one hand and pulling on this thing, which, especially in winter, it really doesn't want to come out. Um, and it ends up damaging boards. So it's okay if you've got a board which is rigidly mounted. Um, but if you've got a, a transmitter that's kind of floating, you know, double-sided sticky tape or something, they're, they're really not ideal. But I know people love them. So we might have to cave and put them on at least one of the products. Yeah, because um, like Joshua Bardwell, when you listen to him, he's like the UFL connectors only got like a use of twenty times or something like that. Ah, but that is for the part that's on the antenna side. It's not for the part that is on the transmitter. So the, the transmitter side lasts a long time. Ah, that's cool. Not, not many people know that. Another thing that's been mentioned in the chat by uh, Bloods was um, a 20 by 20 form factor. Um, and that has been mentioned quite a few times previously about VTXs is that they, they don't seem to match up with a form factor that sort of everything yeah. follows yeah. towards, which I guess is probably from a radio perspective that you've, you're limited by how much you can change a form factor. I don't know. No, we, we, I, I, we, we do have a bunch of stuff in, in the pipe. I'm just, actually, I'm just fishing to see uh, what people want here. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've looked at all kind of solutions for this. I mean, the, the, um, the, the tramp has done pretty well for us. Um, I think we will see some little brothers and big brothers, um, pretty soon. 
So we definitely plan on continuing the the family to meet the 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 needs of the of the market. Good thing, what do you yeah. mean by big brothers? What the the X whatever class or aerial photography or? Um, well, you know, thirty six by thirty six is is bigger. <laughs> um, I don't know. There 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 are several. The um the problem that I find sometimes, especially on sort of like the five inch class, is that the VTX that I have been seeing, they uh, because because they're sort of like above the flight controller, which has sometimes regulators in there producing lots of noise. I find that sometimes that's not useful having the VTX in a stack because especially if, you, if it's a noisy build in particular. So I, uh, some of my favorite builds actually have the VTX separate, like the, 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 um, the tramp and the, um, the unify. So well, this, um, this is one of the reasons why we, we have a can on it, a metal can on it. Yeah. Um, it's not only to, to keep uh, radiated emissions down for passing things like, you know, CE, uh, testing, but it's also to keep uh, external noise out of the thing. So that does help a bit. Sure. Jack, did you say you wanted to ask a question about the power meters? Uh, well, no, I, I was. Well, yeah, I can't wait to get hold of one, and I I want to see yeah. in that. But I basically did a search on Facebook about the power testers, and there was a lot of people. Hang on, let me just. Emerge, and there was a group, a racing, a racing group that did a load of, uh, basically a load of talking about um, about the tester, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you because um, oh, one of the guys from up in Scotland basically said like, yeah, it was an exclusive on, uh, on uh, yeah, on Let's Drone Out, and they yes. took a screenshot of you holding it up from our show, and I was like, oh wow. We actually matter, and we've like done something, and people are actually talking about us, not for like, oh my god, I can't believe he said that to Grant from Fat Shark, you know. So um, yeah, if you, yeah, it was Mister Thrust. I knew, I knew it was one of you. Okay. Yeah, um, if you do see him, put in a good word and tell him I'm not that much of a dick because like, I had, I had great fun, man. You were like, I, I met you at the uh, first international drone day show mini air show number one so me and you go way back and also i can't wait for you to see the title card of this video once it's uploaded i've uh, <laughs> i've done a little bit of photoshopping like really badly as well just to make you smile uh -oh. so, uh, yeah do you remember that t-shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, the uh, i go down on my maidens t-shirt uh, oh yeah yeah so it's a great shirt can imagine what you've done uh, well, you know, no, I'm not, it's not that bad. It's not offensive, but yeah, it took me. I should have messaged you and been like, "Yo, can I have a clean, um, uh, a clean vector of uh, the immersion RC stuff?" So you can do that. I've got the I've got the sponsor video to add at the beginning, back in the back in the original um, mini air show two, but I haven't got I haven't got any vectors or anything, so. Okay, I'll send you that. Alfred, you've got a nice, good question. Yep. Uh, are you going to do an NFC Android app? Yes. In fact, we promised it a long time ago. Um, and we kind of got caught up in some other stuff, and I, I was never really happy with it. 
which is why we didn't do this in the first place. Um, but we decided that we promised it and we will be uh, releasing it. We're, we're actually struggling to get it reliably enough. The, um, the wand, we have complete control of the hardware. Um, so yeah. when these things are mounted up against carbon and, you know, the NFC, uh, resonant frequency drifts off and all this kind of stuff, we have a, a fair number of things we can do to, to make it more reliable. Uh, in fact, we've just released an update to the wand, which is a lot better than the, uh, the original one. Um, but yeah, on the, on the Android phones, it's, um, and I, I wasn't pretty, I wasn't happy with it and we will make it work. We have made it work. So we expect to release probably, I don't know, next couple of weeks, maybe less. Uh, quite near, not not far, not long to wait, lads. Yeah, mm. it, it it works. It's 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 pretty cool. It's um, I mean, I I don't use Android phones, but I'm sure if you had one, it would actually be very very cool. <laughs> do you um do you do a lot of event organizing or anything like that? Because it seems like a lot of your products. So like are the the RF meter, I mean, that was a huge boon as an event organizer that we could now pick out the people like, no, take that VTX threat away, go get a new one. Well, it's um, his fault for Hammergate. Sorry to cut you off, Andy. <laughs> um, there's the the lap RF stuff, um, the 8-way lap RF. I mean, we saw, I'm pretty sure it was a lap RF at last year's British Championships. It turned out to be actually more reliable and just as accurate as the... Um, infrared uh, uh, iLapse uh, setup yeah. um, in a direct comparison. So, and that will just make it so much easier to organize things, um, not having to deal with transponders. Um, well, we, we used to be involved in, in kind of event management ourselves. And, and to be honest, a lot of the products that we, um, we designed were, were because of complete frustration. Um, when you're running these events and, you know, the, the classic uh, who turned on in the pits cry, um, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's still happening today, but uh, we wanted to, uh, we wanted to eliminate it. And the, the timing stuff with these, these transponders, the IR stuff, I mean, geez, the, the way these things were mounted on the quads at the last minute and, you know, soldered into your PDB to get a five volt feed at the last minute. I mean, it, it just, it just had to go away. Um, so this is where the, um, this is where the lap RF stuff came from. And we're very happy now that a lot of these events, um, you know, given these technologies, they, the, the, uh, they're running quite smoothly without us. So we're, we're quite happy to stay in the office and design and let other people do the fun stuff of running events. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, in fact, a very specific question about the lap RF. Um, so for the past couple of years at the mini air show, we've been doing team racing and the first year, um rotor racing uh used uh loner infrared transponders and so they were having to be like yeah plugged in at last minute and getting trashed and having to be resolded and that was that was terrible so we decided uh second year that we'd just get everyone to use their own transponders um and rent them if they needed them but most people that were racing had them at the time and trying to uh it's, it's still a case of trying to connect all the transponder numbers to be into one person. It all was just got a bit messy and then there was issues and it was, went horribly wrong and spent, we spent hours trying to fix the problem. So we're hoping, do you have you, uh, do you know of anyone who's had any experience with the RAF uh, eight way doing 
team racing because obviously you've got the issues there of turning on different vtx's and on the same channels to do um that's fine it, it, we, we do that a lot it, it's it's one of the only actually i think it, it's the only system out there um that actually has some intelligent directional antennas um you know just about every system out there has these off-the-shelf rf modules um, which have so much gain that you can't actually put an antenna on them. Yeah. So they have, you know, just a little solder pad on the board. And when you look at the radiation pattern of these things, it's a bit like popcorn. You know, the the eight-way systems are a bit like, you know, eight different popcorn shapes that are all that are all different. And of course, that that's not good for for anything. Um, so this thing, you can actually, uh, it's actually got a real antenna. It's it's got a well-defined beam shape. Uh, so you can aim it at the gate. And away from where your pit area is, where you're, you know, changing transmitters for, um, or you know, swapping quads out for team racing. So yeah, I mean, it works works fine. And would it? Because the other thing is, we've got, so because I mean, other RF systems, the kind of tune at the beginning, and then there's that trigger level. So then, if like someone had one VTX that was running at you know, 28 milliwatts, and then someone else came up with one that was running at 22 milliwatts, and the the, the 22 milliwatt one isn't going to trigger it at the same point. Um, no, this this is um, it's it's a lot smarter than that. I mean, yeah, there is some initial setup, but basically it's uh, okay. 25 milliwatt race, 200, 600, whatever, whatever you're running. Um, but once you set that up, I mean, it, it quite honestly, that you can have a large variation in transmitter power, and it doesn't really care. Can you? It, it does adapt on the fly. Can you exceed? 600 can the hardware take it or yeah you could you could exceed 600 i mean you could you could uh yeah you could probably do races with with one watt systems if you were that crazy are you thinking of some massive like silverstone or something <laughs> yeah i don't well, i don't know yeah. what, what about the tramp does is the tramp limited to 600 um or... actually most of the ones that ship now are quite a bit more um on max power mode you know what, what we realized is initially we calibrated everything so we calibrated 25 to be 25 and 2 milliwatts to be 2 milliwatts and 200 to be 200 600 to be 600 and what we realized is what people really want is if they're running 600 they want it to be flat out and if they want 2 milliwatts they want it to be as low as possible so now the calibration for the for the current tramps is for 25 very precise all, all channels um and 200 um, there might be another cu- other couple of settings in there, but yeah, max power is max, and, and min is min. I I um I own three, no, I own four tramps, and one of them is unbelievably spot dead on on twenty five. I was <laughs> like, what the hell? And uh, yeah, I should really pass it on to one of the um, one of the guys up in. Uh, how do you know? How do you know it's twenty five? Tony. My my Tony lent me his one, but I'm not allowed to keep how, it. How do you know? How do you know that's accurate? Uh, you made it. This <laughs> will lead on into another another interesting discussion, but just just keep that one on the stack because it's it, it, this is a very this is an interesting topic. I got one of those too. Hey, I can't buy one. I can't. Anthony, can can you? My, mine's a lot smaller than yours. Damn it! When are they out? Yeah, they they look nice and new ones. Yeah. <laughs> so are we are we done on timing? I don't know. Before we wander off on uh Hey Striker. 
Striker, donate I a dollar. So you're my a... timing system works great. So I've done can... the antenna mod. And it, it, once you get the bubble of your VTX, perfect. It, was, it worked every lap. It was really good. Very it makes good. you want to go faster, though. And... Yeah, the, the, um, we knew we had a decent product when we, we took out one of the first kind of prototypes. And uh, there, were, there were three of us out there in the field by the, uh, by the office. And we set this thing up, and it was speaking the lap times. And the effect that it had on, on, our, on our behavior was, uh, was beautiful. Um, so many quads were broken. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the to and from of who got the fastest lap was, was amazing. And, and we so, don't really race an awful lot, so this was cool. So what's the difference with the, the, the one, to the, the, the meter that you've got there compared to the bigger one? All right. So, um, so what were the problems with the original one? The original one... It was too bloody expensive. Um, although that said, when it hit the market many years ago, um, you couldn't buy a comparable mm. product for less than about a grand. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, even today, there aren't many options for this. Um, it was. There's still using, been like a few at every event I've been to of people testing them. So it's it can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other thing is is that. I think it's only in in very recent times, that last twelve months, that people really figured out uh, how to use it and and what it's useful for. Um, you know, I, I explained to uh, to the famous Joe Scully uh, months and months ago how he can actually do a quick test down the line to uh, to look for transmitters that are screwed up or or you know too high power, too low power, uh, screwed up an, uh, antennas. Uh, so he could just literally had his uh, his power meter with an antenna on, and he'd he'd walk down the line, and anyone who was who was you know too much or too little power would would be taken out of the race, and the race would run smoothly, and generally it would be a bad cable or a bad antenna or a blown up transmitter or something, um, and I think that kind of use kind of spread, um, and our our last remaining stock of these things because we hadn't built them in a while, kind of dissolved overnight. Um, yeah, so, so the new one. So the old one was too expensive. The, the display that we used was getting difficult to find. Um, the external battery was a pain in the ass. Uh, the, the older one was, is calibrated at the SMA. And one of the things that people found and we found is that that means the, uh, the quality of the attenuator uh, has a big effect on the results, so the accuracy of the results. So we went to all of this effort to calibrate this thing very precisely right at the SMA. And the first thing we asked people to do is put on this big, relatively expensive attenuator, which is not as precise as the manufacturer claimed it was. That would be so, this, by the way. That thing, yeah. Tumor. <laughs> yeah. So we... Um, tumor. Is it 30 decibels, isn't it? 30. Yeah. Yeah. Could be 29, could be... <laughs> they, they, they're really they're, they're not as good as the manufacturer says they are so yeah so what we decided to do and this was kind of just a just a background project um is we decided to make one that solves all of this so here it is it's a new one so we, we call it the toblerone <laughs> for relatively obvious you could be 30 percent less because that's what happened in this country and it really sucks and we're all really annoyed <laughs> Um, so this is this doesn't have all the final labels and everything on. You're, but you're, 
Your accent's from Jersey, isn't it? Sorry, someone Jersey. just asked. From Dorset. <laughs> Shitting darn gate, can't you be said for? So yeah, so you can <laughs> pop the back off like that, and you've got a lovely little lithium-ion battery inside, a 10440. Oh. Lost. Okay, oh, so self-powered. It's USB charged because we like USB. No way. Um, and we built an attenuator, so it's wow. got a uh, it's got a nice thirty-two attenuator right in inside. Um, it's got a beautiful OLED display. It's not final software. You can read yet. that in sunlight. So it's going to be a lot better than before. It's got a little joystick going in and out of the menus and stuff. Um, and take, we're actually take, calibrating take it. <laughs> and we're actually calibrating it right at the right at the SMA. So now this thing is going to be a lot more precise. Than I'll be buying one. You've sold me already. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I use my power meter a lot because I do reviews. So people, you know, I get a lot of stuff through that claim certain powers, and uh, people want to know that. So. Yeah, I'll be buying one yeah. for sure. So, how long uh, until until we can get this this one? Um, I'm actually heading to our factory in China at the end of next week, and the first ones are going to be rolling off the production line. Uh, so, assuming all goes well, we've we've got to uh, just finalize the test and the calibration setup, which is actually is why I questioned the 25 milliwatt comment before. Is uh, test and measurement kind of? Uh, accuracy uh, and calibration is is a is a real pain in the ass um, because everything is kind of dependent on other standards that you 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 know the, a standard used to calibrate this stuff can cost an unlimited amount of money and as you throw more money at it the accuracy gets better yeah. at some point you got to you got to say stop um, so I I do chuckle on on some of these um, these Facebook pages where someone's got the existing parameter hooked up to a transmitter saying, Hey, it's, uh, you know, it's 29 milliwatts, not 25. <laughs> um, if you look at the accuracy, the specified accuracy of the device and of the attenuator, um, you know, the actual range is, is much wider than that. Um, but that's, that's not what that meter was designed for. That meter was designed to give some visibility um, into RF power measurements by people who you know don't want to put down a grand on a on a piece of test gear. So I think when I bought the original, it was only available at Hobby King. Is that going to be the same for this one? Oh no, this will this will come from everywhere. I don't okay. think we ever restricted where this one comes from. Maybe it was just I mean I, it's only where I could find where I could buy it from here, anyways. I think in the UK, it, it wasn't very popular initially because people didn't know how to use it. Um. Yeah. Is it so? So, uh, are we allowed to talk about the price? Is it going to be a lot cheaper than the original? Uh, it's going to be cheaper. I, to be honest, I don't know what the price is yet. Um, okay. Sure. The, you know, there's various ways to to run a business. As you can run a business where somebody in the boardroom says, "Hey, we need a power meter for thirty nine dollars," and the engineers run off and they see what they can build for thirty nine dollars. Um, the way we work is we design the product that we that we want that you know we'd be happy to use ourselves. Um, and then we uh, we put it through production, and everything gets priced up, and you know, bulk pricing, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then we figure out what it costs us, and then you know we we figure out the final price. So I mean, I know roughly it's it's, it's going to be a fair bit less than the original. That's um, cool because I I was ready to pay the same price anyways because it's it's a really useful... stop talking. 
God and DRC making all the monies. Now he's with <laughs> not Fat Shark. Who are you with now? Who are you working for? Oh, I work for myself always. I work for the people, Jack. Yes. <laughs> like, like I believe that. Yeah, he's soon going to be. You're going to get accused of working for Immersion RC. I am. Which is yeah. essentially Fat Shark again. So no, it's you can't not. Win. We've, just, we've just been given the answers of that. It's two different companies. Although yeah. people tell me all the time. Oh, Immersion RC and Fat Shark are the same company. Well, now I can say definitely not. <laughs> They're not the same company. We share a lot of resources. We share, um, yeah, we, we both build in the same factory. So, um, yeah. Um, speaking of that factory, um, yes. Yeah, and Hobby King, uh, one of my questions was. Um, do you remember, I think it got taken down, but do you remember like a, a Hobby King daily video back when, um, <laughs> yeah, Warwick. I know back when, um, uh, what, what was his Warwick. name? Come Warwick. On, Come on, Ryan. Yeah. His name was Warwick. No. Uh, who else was, was it as well? You know, the guy from Suffolk. Suffolk. <sighs> Anyway, I have no idea what you guys are on about. I can't no, think no, of his name. No, no, no. Right, Warwick, yeah. Well, one of them chucked a pair of fat shark goggles from on the line on the floor, and there was like absolute uproar about it. But uh, actually, I was, I was there for that, and it was it was kind of funny in a sad the kind poor, of way. The poor guy, like, you know, the Chinese guy who lost in translation was like, you know, sorry, bowing to him, like, what have we done wrong? <laughs> no, no, so, so what happened is, so Warwick... Uh, asked Greg in the in the morning for a set of just plastic plastic shell, an old plastic shell um, that he could do the the stunt with. Stuart, so uh, Stuart, back Stuart, when Stuart yeah. made videos because they don't make good yeah. videos anymore because Stuart's in there. Yeah. Sorry. So so yeah, so he, he Warwick asked for this this set of um, set of shells and wanted to do the stunt on the production floor. So we're all down on the production floor, you know lined up around him and he's, he's doing his thing and he takes his, this goggle shell and, and throws it on the floor. And as he did that, the production manager, who was, who was an amazing chap, um, is walking by and he sees this set of goggles being thrown onto the floor and he was absolutely devastated. Um, and, and we realized we'd never actually clued him in that we were doing this. Was it definitely, <laughs> are you just making it up? Are you definitely 100% like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all staged. Oh. It was all staged. So, so he, was, uh, he was devastated. So, of course, this got published in a video. And, and, and social media exploded with a lack of respect for Chinese workmanship and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> oh, man. Can we um, ask you what that is above your head? Should we go there already or not? It's it's a clock. I've got. Hang on. That is a certain left, giant. Left a bit. No, hang on. I've got two questions. We've got, <laughs> got uh, Drew goes. What's with the Unway Y patch? Is it any good to, compared to the helical? A what? Oh, I've been I've been asked to review that, and I didn't know anything about it either. Yeah, yeah. it's like a a, a Y shaped uh, antenna that Amway are releasing. I don't know anything about it either. I don't know. 
I've, I've tested a bunch of stuff they've released, and none of it has impressed me. But uh, I'm biased. Okay, do you want to do you want to go to the to to the room one hundred and one? Do you remember that TV show? Anyone? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to just do you want to do the live unboxing? This one? Yeah, yeah. Go go grab it. And yeah. guys, I've only got uh, about another ten or twenty minutes, I think, before I'm doing a Thursday night show, eighties music at ten o'clock on the Thursday night show. I will post a link in the chat. But yeah, carry on, guys. Are we presenting, <laughs> Anthony? Hmm? Yeah. Yes. I'm presenting. Is that, uh, why, is that why I got big? Yes. Yes. That's why you got big. Damn. Yeah, so this, this is kind of cool. I think this is one of the first ones. I had to, I had to beg for this, but I think this is one of the first ones. And, um, and we've, been, we've been talking for years that the, uh, you know, the, the, this market is kind of. It's not growing at a very fast rate, and it might actually be might actually be shrinking, depending on how you measure it. Um, and one of the, the one of the reasons I believe is it's it's so bloody difficult for somebody uh, a noob to get into this. Um, if you think about what what you need to do, you can't buy a, a decent uh, all-in-one, ready-to-fly uh, system with uh, with all the parts you need. So that's what this thing is. So if I try to put this out, and it's um. I think it's kind of cool. So, so did Immersion RC have anything to do with this, or is yeah, we we threw some ideas in, especially these. Ah. I begged, I begged to have some gates in the box. These things are awesome. You ready for it? Go for it. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. It has two of those in there. Yay. Which is kind of cool, and it's got a very clever little cardboard stand that they. Uh, and unlike most pop-up tents, I can actually close these up. <laughs> Those quadiction gates. I mean, we we keep them in the office, kind of unwrapped because we can't actually fold them up anymore. Um, I've uh, got got a question here from BSM Web, and uh, it also um, Andy RC is dying to know: Is the one hundred and one available in mode one? Oh yes, I don't think so. Yeah, why would you want I, to do that? I bet I could mode one anyhow. I bet I could make it mode one. Can't turn the transmitter up then? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, so the other things doing it. So that, that that's the gate. I, I I love the gates. These things are actually surprisingly bloody cool. Stolen from Google. <laughs> well, they're they're um they're not that much bigger than a regular. Looks like it is there than a regular micro display. It's not one of these kind of boxes that hangs yeah, off your face by a foot. Um, there, you know, they've got some cool little features. 18650 in the bottom, USB charged. Nice. So no, no battery hanging off the strap, which is cool. Um, I don't know. They're just and the display. I'm I'm extremely fussy when it comes to goggles, mainly because my eyesight is failing with, with old age. But um, yeah, the the uh, the image on them is actually. I can get the camera to see it. What kind of lens is it using? Is it Fresnel or proper, like... Nah, it's proper stuff. Oh, look at that. It is proper. Yeah, so it's a, it's a beautiful lens. That is nice. And you've got, you've got stuff up top, channels and RSSIs and all this kind of stuff. So, no, these, these are actually... Yeah. I would use these as my, as my primary goggles. I mean, they're pretty good. So... That to me is worth the price of the package alone. So pretty, pretty impressed with those. Um, and then 
I'll skip the quad to, to last. This thing, I think, is rather cool. That looks nice. So it's a tidy little radio with, with some real gimbals. You need you need some in mode one though. BSM Web's kicking off. He says it, he's it, gonna. It might be possible to change it. I, you, I, you I, could I, definitely, if it's proper gimbals, you could definitely swap that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's proper gimbals. Yeah. Um, That's not helping you know, the learning curve. You're gonna have to scare him with a screwdriver. That is, that is true. Yeah. But but for this this is actually designed for people who don't know what mode one and mode two are. So, so you're trying uh, to set them on the right path. I would exactly. recommend anyone starting out to go mode two. You'll just make life so much easier for you. So that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, will, I will ask, but, but I'm, I'm almost sure it can be swapped over. Um, so yeah, it's, it's got a couple of switches. It's, it actually sits nice in the, for pinchers and for the thumb guys. So this is actually pretty impressive. Um, I've personally flown this thing um, with a Vortex 150 and, and tested the range. And it's, uh, it's impressive. For a small radio, it's... Uh, it's more than uh, more than you need, so that's kind of cool. Um, batteries included, always a good thing. And um, and then this little guy. <laughs> it looks like a shark. Funny that. It's actually <laughs> it, it's it's interesting for several reasons. It, so first of all, it actually flies pretty well. Runs beta flight, obviously. Um, it's actually one of the reasons for the shark shape. It actually hides antennas in in the fins, so there's no there's no antenna to break off on this thing. It's actually built into the frame. I'm sure Tony can find a way. So, yeah, you can actually, <laughs> if I just if I get the light just right, you can actually see the antenna in the tail there. I think that's a 2.4 gig, and then in the top is the 5.8 5.8 gig dipole. And um, it's pretty nice. I mean, the, the motors are a fair bit bigger than the, the tiny whoop. Um, what size are they? Eight mil, ten mil? I think they're eight millimeter. Actually, it comes with spare ones. Yeah, they're eight mil. And she so, comes with uh, a bag of. Uh, BMS Web of says he's got one coming on the way, so look out for that video for sure. I'm, I'm loving. Good. I'm loving uh, uh, Drew's comment. Um, uh, uh, the goggle looks great to me, but no diversity. Obviously, no <laughs> this, diversity. this is this is. I mean, this is right. How far what diversity is. <laughs> but yeah, it comes with all the all the USB cables, and there's a nice little charger, nice little fat shark uh, charger for the for the batteries. Now the batteries actually left in the office, so they're they're not here. Um, I don't know, it, it's a very interesting bundle. I mean, I wasn't that involved in the in the development of it. I kind of kind of been peering in for the last year, and uh, to be honest, I'm I'm very impressed with uh, with what they've done. So. I hope it does well. I hope it, I hope it brings some new blood into our uh, into our hobby here. I think it's badly needed. Yeah. So there we go. Is that the, is that the little, first little unboxing? Bloody or... good, good, good hand-to-eye coordination. These little rats. Yeah. And yeah, it comes. I guess it comes with a free simulator and some other stuff as well, which is which is kind of smart. Um. Yeah. So how uh the I guess it's about a year is it since the Vortex 150 came out? Yes. Uh, it, I mean, there's been some more developments since then with the Vortex line, I believe. There's been the Modo, the 180, and the 180. Yeah. yeah um, no, the um the 150 did good. The 150 was um was kind of intentionally not underpowered, but it wasn't overpowered. Um, to get some newcomers into the into the sport, I think it uh, 
think it did pretty well. And then the uh, the crazies wanted a little more power, so we we brought out the 180, which is um, which is at home on just about any track. So that's done well. And the um, yeah, and recently the Mojo, which is uh, for me, it's 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 one of the most darling quads I've ever ever flown. Of course, highly highly biased. <laughs> As you have every right to be. <laughs> I've got I've got a treat for you guys. If any of you wanted to know what the editor looks like, he's there. Hiding in the shadows. Just yeah. a shadow, Jack. Do you want me to bring him forward? Hang on. Bring him into the light. Bring bring come forth, editor. And deliver your message of freedom. Give a thank you from me. Come here. You've got to say thank you, Mikey Dread. Because he's no, just oh you can yeah, do you want to see it? Oh come. Sorry. Oh, I'll join in. Oh, he's joining in, everyone. I'm sharing a... This is a treat. This is because Mikey Dredd. See that guy there? He, he, he donated. You're going to edit for us once a month. Thank you. You've given me a job. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you working before? No, thank you. In. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... Where did you quit? Costas? Yeah. How, how bad was it? Very. I literally walked out. <laughs> <laughs> at least you haven't got gout anymore <laughs> true he's, he's got a painless badge on as well weirdly oh, enough yeah. that's a bit weird Sakira. no well, that's a bit i might have to let him know about that that's a bit odd but yeah this this is the editor him and tony don't get along even why not even though they're both vegan because Tony makes him do stuff and nags him and sends really <laughs> awful emails. Like, if you send him, like, really bad emails, like, like bad punctuation, he gets really angry and then starts having to go at me as if it's my fault. I'm like, he's dyslexic. Does he also believe the earth is flat? Do you, uh, do you believe the earth is flat? No. Uh, that, that's where the arguments stem from, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So me and him tonight on the Thursday night show, the Thursday night show, all one word, dot com, uh, we are doing a um, basically a, a gay <laughs> 80s ballad, um, muscular vagina, uh, um, uh, sort of 80s. Like we're just doing more work here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. No, he likes that. Yeah. Um, 80s love night. The only way I can describe it, it would be like it's, it's like a disco in a care home. <laughs> But it's 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. So um, I actually just came back from a disco in a care home. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. So yeah, uh, reliving the podcast that we used to do together. So we're going to set up after the show and come tune and join in. Sorry, mm-hmm. Anthony. Carry on. Please, please show us more of your wares. I've, lo- I've lost what I was saying there. Yeah. But it was all very interesting. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm... Yes, that's a 101. I think it's kind of cool. It's very cool. I've seen some reviews once it uh, once it hits. You know what? It, what is extremely good at is, is is sitting in a in a, a street side bar and uh, torturing uh, Chinese passerbys, <laughs> which which we we did actually do during testing, um, and it was an amazing amount of fun. I bet. Oh man, I... Jack! Uh, Jack, before we went uh, went live, you mentioned something about. TBS and Immersion RC. What what's what was that all about? Because oh, we really want to go down that rabbit hole. Well, I don't know what is. I don't know what. I didn't understand what you were talking about. It sounded interesting. We're, we're getting married. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's becoming the, it's becoming <laughs> one company. 
it's going to be the smart audio. So <laughs> you remember, you remember me telling you about George Michael. Now, oh, Anthony's George Michael, and then you know Trappy's the the guy that he loved, who unfortunately died of AIDS. I can't remember his name, and he wrote that Jesus song about it. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, Jesus Christ, what are you going on about? No, is, that, is that all the information I'm going to get about this? I don't, I don't know. That's all there is, I think. No, you, you, guys, you guys had a falling out or something, and then, like, Chad helped you make up, and that's, I saw a post where you guys were, like, friends again, and that's all I remember. Well, maybe and I don't know show. what happened. Maybe all of this is just, just a show for... To keep the social media sites. I was happy. wondering that. I mean, is it just? It's fake- like a Blur and Oasis when they had the pretend feud kind of thing. Is it social media marketing strategy? Mm. It, 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 it could be that. It, it, it definitely could be that. <laughs> Don't know how to. Oh, the editor's like sat here and he can't hear as well. I feel like I'm just sitting here, like bodyguard <laughs> or something. Yeah, I know. He's got like nine more minutes of this. No fun. Jack, because the editor sat next to you, do you feel like you can't swear because you know every time that you do, your yeah. friend? Has yeah, to he's got a ruler it. right there, and he'll hit me with it if I swear. <laughs> like it's the worst. No, I mean, um, like me and you, like our our old podcast is full of cuss words and like every other word was the, a swear word the heinous hang on yeah was that heinous it's too late i've said it now i'm not being myself he, heinous <laughs> yeah sorry we are you know you thought me and tony were like a married couple like me and him go like way back um well, anyway if we didn't get anywhere with tbs what about uh get fpv jack had something to say about get yeah FPV. and how you're you've got away with the you know like restricted uh special u.s compliant oh yeah yeah, the fcc stuff yeah man do you reckon you guys are gonna face problems with that or do you reckon it's gonna get a lot tighter no no i think we we did the right thing years ago we we sat around a campfire um on the flight test european vacation and um, the crazy seed was planted for race band. So we, we kind of invented race band around a campfire for one reason, which is to keep the FCC happy. Because the uh, in the US, um, if assuming you've got a ham license, which is, I mean, let's assume everyone's got one, which is not always the case. Um, you basically have a, a certain band you can use. Um, and the transmitters available at the time were either the IRC Fat Shark Band, which is a little tiny part of it, without good enough channel spacing or these Boscom uh, E-band, which were completely outside the band and, and illegal to sell. Um, so we came up with race band, which took the band that the U S can use and split it into eight channels with, you know, some guard bands at the end. Um, and we did that for the retailers in the U S who wanted to stay nice and legal. Um, and actually, I got to give a call out to uh, to ReadyMade RC there because these guys have been hounding us uh, since about 2014 to make sure that the stuff that they sell is uh, is not going to upset the FCC, and it uh, it looks like it finally paid off. Um, but yeah, the, the version of the Tramp there's, there's three versions of the Tramp: the international, which is the naughty one. There's the FCC one, and there's the CE one. So the CE one's 25 milliwatts. 
CE certified, all the testing done. That's legal for Southern Europe. And the U.S. one uh, can be imported into the U.S. Uh, keeps the FCC very happy. And um, yeah, and you only you only missed like two or three channels of the of the E-band, so it doesn't really matter. So um, uh, that's the yeah, story. There's not many there, like race band really does fall apart on on the Euro one, which sucks. I find yes. Yeah, the Europe the Europe band is is fairly narrow, unfortunately. Mm. I think is it uh, channels race one and two and seven and eight or something are both cut off, I believe. Hang on, I'm just looking now. What on race one? You can't, Davy boy. What's yeah. this part thing about? Yeah, not to buy the FCC one. Barbara did a video saying. That the FCC regulate one, he said not to buy it. Where is, is race band? The one that the FCC slaps get FPV on the wrist for, maybe? I don't know. The yeah, that was last week, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So a bit, more of a, a bit more than a slap as well. Yeah. Three, four, five, and six, and they're the only channels available yeah. on the yeah. European one. <laughs> you know, the there are several ways to do this stuff. One is to do what most of the Chinese companies do and say, screw it, we're going to sell whatever the hell we want. Um, or you can do the crazy thing that we did and, and do our best to be, you know, uh, to become legal wherever we are. And it, it costs a lot of money. I mean, the, the, the CE certification and the testing, um, you know, is a few grand each time for each revision of the transmitter. But uh, it does mean that, that uh, EU resellers can sell this stuff without without being worried about a fine from from Ofcom. And now in the US, um, and this isn't going to be the last situation with the FCC. Um, so I guess we're, we're pretty happy that we can actually sell something there that, that keeps them happy. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Put the link in the chat if you want to have a click and look what Bardwell says. Yeah, I don't have time to watch it now. But... <laughs> Yeah, oh, man, I'm not zero, man. I'm I'm surprised you didn't post it. Zero's quiet nowadays. I don't think he don't, wants to do the work on the old yeah. the old chat. But yeah, you definitely, you know, it's nice to know that you know you are doing the right thing, and and you you know you can you know get get hold of these things without risk of prosecution. Oh, so Dave, okay, let me explain the the Davy Boy comment. So. So the only difference between a U.S. tramp and the um, and the international one is just these few channels right at the edges of the bands that you shouldn't be using anyhow. That's the only difference. Power levels, everything else, exactly the same. Um, so um, as far as FCC regulation, the U.S. is is actually pretty cool in that for ham gear there is no real uh, test standard. Like if we go to our, our test lab, either in Germany or in, in China, and we say, okay, test for uh, ham use in, in the U.S., they'll look at us with a blank stare because there basically aren't any standards. Um, you know, ham radio uh, operators in the U.S. are kind of trusted to, to, to be in control of their own gear and to test their own gear. So that actually the U.S. is extremely lucky at this point in that we can legally import without any fancy paperwork and resellers can legally sell, uh, again, without any fancy paperwork. And all they need to do is to inform you 
inform the, the customer that they need a, a ham license to use it. And whether or not the customer really has a ham license, I mean, that's, that's a different question. Um, yeah, so the situation in the US is actually very good. And I just hope it stays that way. So does that mean then that if the onus is on the user and not the seller, does that mean that users in America are at risk of having a slap on the wrist from the FCC? Um, they are, but, uh, you know, the FCC doesn't have 10,000 police running <laughs> around. You know, it's, it's far easier to go after the resellers. And the one thing that we realized many years ago is the FCC gets really upset when you transmit outside of uh, the legal bands, they don't really give a shit how much power you're squirting out because, you know, once you're the other side of the field, they can't tell anyhow. Um, but when you start transmitting outside of the legal band, and what started all this actually was a 1.2 gig gear, uh, which, was, which was an absolute nightmare because it interfered with um, navigation systems for, for airports. Um, so that's, that's the stuff that, in fact, that stuff got FPV banned in Singapore initially. I don't know whether it still is, but certainly in the early days, um, that's what shut it down. Yeah, I always find the, the power level limit, like, so for here it's 25 milliwatt. I always thought that was interesting because unless every policeman has got one of these in their pockets, which they, yeah. prob which they probably haven't because the displays are quite hard to get hold of them they have no idea what people are transmitting so yeah yeah, yeah makes... I, I reckon they'll just take our equipment off first you know it'll be like the old sus law do you know what i mean oh you look dodgy like you're up to no good and just confiscate it anyway and then test it later i hope and send not. it away and yeah. get it lost and it's all, right. all drones are going to be banned soon so it's fine yeah everyone got laws They've just passed a law that they can do that now, and they take your stuff off you. Oh, they've always been able to do that, Tony. It's just that they've published it now. But anyone, I think if if a policeman came up to anyone and said, land your drone, you're not going to ignore them, are you? <laughs> you I've, got a, I've got a story about policemen and drones. Oh, go for it. Part of, part of it is, is actually, so I, some, some of the listeners I know, I actually live in Switzerland, um, even though I've got the Dorset accent. And um, and here, to be honest, I don't really know what the drone laws, laws are. I mean, they change every once in a while. I just know you've got to be careful. And um, a couple of the guys from the office were out flying one evening with a mojo in a, in a nearby field, and, and they lost it. You know, they lost track of where they were. One of the guys was a bit of a, a noob and, and lost it. And um, they figured they'd come back later on after dinner with a, with a flashlight and, uh, and try to find it. So they did this. And while they were searching the field, um, the police car rolled up and asked them what they were doing. You know, they could have been burying drugs or hiding bodies or something. Um, and they explained, looking for a drone. Yeah, right. So they explained, you know, they're looking for a drone. They showed the other drones in the car. And the police guy said, okay, well, look, let, let's help you. So they called the, uh, the dog guys, you know, the sniffer dogs. Right, so yeah. they turned up at another car, and they actually used one of the police dogs to find the drone and give it to these guys. <laughs> what? They were sniffing lithium or something? <laughs> But they were, you know, they, it was just, it was just amazing. They actually, That's the dog, amazing. you know, went straight to the drone, found the drone. What? Um, and it's just, it's, it's an amazing example of, of, you know, most police really don't give a shit about this stuff. They don't see it as a, as a danger. Mm. Um, and we're very lucky in Switzerland to have some, you know, some, some pretty awesome people on, on the force. And, uh, and that, that was just a story that uh, it's, it's not the kind of thing you hear about very often. I think that's, that's the most upsetting thing about, the bad press when it comes to drones is because the more bad press that they get, the more sort of like 
the police and authorities are going to have to stamp down on it. And, you know, we're in that time where actually, you know, if a policeman sees you flying, he's going to want to have a look through your goggles and see what's going on. And and it's a shame that that might change, I think. I'm not sure it's going to change. I mean, the safety record of FPV has been absolutely amazing. I mean, we've been flying this shit for for 10 years now, more than 10 years. Um, Initially, with some pretty dodgy kind of gear all around. Um, And, you know, nobody's died yet. Nobody's been seriously injured. Yeah, Um, try harder, guys. We've tried to hit helicopters and planes, and they're still flying. It's funny that you say uh, it's funny that you say dodgy gear because the f- my friend's first attempt at FPV he ran 2.4 on his control and 2.4 on his video and still managed to have a good time because those were the only options back then. But yeah, you know we've got much better technology now. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Right, yeah, no, guys. I'm gonna have to go. Um, we're at the hour mark, anyways, aren't yeah, we? So, I'm really sorry. We can wrap uh, it up. We, yeah, I think it's a good place to wrap a, wrap it up anyway. Because yeah. Um, yeah, would you? Does Tony need to pick someone out of the chat. Yeah, I've seen only I've seen with a. Do I do that just randomly? No, I gave you a photo of. There's a guy in there, Andy RC. He's uh, been commenting nicely. <laughs> if you were... Hold on. Anyone with a spanner, you can go right to the beginning of the chat. There's quite a few people. Comment, in there. people. Comment. <laughs> Put your name in the chat. Anyone? Or I've sent you a photo of uh, of the patrons' names in Facebook. Pick me, okay. pick me. GFPB. You need to be a patron first. Yeah. So there's there's a name of all thirteen of our patrons. You've only got 13. <laughs> yeah. We've only just started pushing our Patreon page. Even yeah. though apparently it says 13 and I've only given you a photo of 10 people. <laughs> because three people have signed up during the course of this episode. Ah. Ah, how is do I... what it is. Yeah. Sorry, you might want right. to give him all the names or put numbers to them. Or, oh, yeah, there's some more names. I'd flick through the whole lot of forms, mate. I'm sorry. Is that a bailiff with you, Jack? No, it's the editor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm a bailiff. Earlier on, you saw me, like, stroke his face and stuff and touch him up, so it's quite funny. I accidentally almost put my fingers in your mouth. It was really weird. Yeah, right. Are you sure you, you you can't? You're not interested. You're up for the, uh, remember, in an hour, ThursdayNightShow.com. And that's how Let's Drone Out started. It is. Tom got me on, chatted, and, yep. So you know what we should do, I think? I, I think we should, we should uh, award the mojo to the youngest member here who has donated. People will people will tell fibs on their age. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I'm really nine. Send it to me. How, how old's Mikey? Mikey's young. And um, who else is? Also, can I have permission if we get if we get um, uh, fourteen uh, people on Patreon? Can I post the the, the drunk episode with me being drunk on? In the patrons only. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a little bonus. One more Patreon, reasonable, and I will put that up as a Patreon only post. (laughs) The old Davy boy, (laughs) (laughs) thirty-eight of the youngsters. Yeah, Scotty forty-two. Am I older than Scotty? Damn, Green Patches forty-seven. Feel better now. <laughs> Mikey, how old are you? He says, damn, he's 101. Oh, no. <laughs> nope, 30, 33. 33 is the last so far. Um, while you're still here, uh, do you have any websites, links, channel you want? You want to push? We I mean, should have really put that in the. Did I put it in the description? Did I actually do my job right? I'm literally writing the description now. I've been doing all the time stamping, but yeah. I want to, yeah. Jeez, you donate. To... You've got loads of money. And when are you going to send me the stuff? We've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been time stamping as we've been doing this. Yeah. Oh, so my God. Like... Or Facebook page. I'm pretty sure I've seen the Facebook page. Where do you want me to point people, Anthony? Oh, for what? For Mojo? No. Uh, Immersion, I'll see. Oh, just, just immersion.com, I guess. Yeah. I know. I think we have a website. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well use this hour-long advert. <laughs> oh, man. Right. I'm slightly... So do we have panicking. one? We need to... Yeah. Have you chosen? I don't know. I, I see I see 32, but is that in the list there? Yeah. There's the list, and then there's a couple of extra Certainly names. Certainly needs a spanner next to his name. Hang on. There's the list. Uh, no, there's no, there's no spanner. That's what the spanner's for. It looks yeah. like... If you've got a spanner next to your name, you are a moderator and a Patreon. It looks like uh, Blood's FPV has got this so far. I'm going to start undressing now. Oh, God, we're getting naked. <laughs> Yep, he's getting da, 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 da. and there's two other people as well to choose from. Roll, roll a dice, random number generator. Um, anyone? Remember one, one more, and you get the drunk Jack. Telling I, I like the idea. Of the, I like the idea of the um, the person that's paid the most on Patreon. <laughs> That's Mikey. Give it a Mikey. <laughs> he wins. Is right. I'm okay with that. Did you buy the? Huh? Let's join out our creating podcast. <laughs> I know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to adjust the settings on that, guys? Have we chosen? Yes. I, I, your suggestion sounds like a good one. Yep. So that's. It was like, which one sounds best? <laughs> and it made me laugh so much. You're the only one who's ever noticed. Do you want to read it out? Read it. What are they doing? So on the Patreon page, it goes, which one of these sounds more correct? And Let's drone out our creating podcast. And it, uh... can, we, can we announce the winner of the mojo, guys? So it sounds like it's Mikey Dread, am I right? Yes. Yes. Well, we get... Mikey Dread. Well, well, done. well done, Mikey. 
So I'll need some information from you. We, uh, I guess you if we just, uh, yeah, if we, we read the name that. and address out now and the mother's maiden name, that'd be cool. Security <laughs> yeah, number. Any problems, right, Andy? Um, yeah, if you, if you guys can feed that back to me, then that'll be lovely. We will do, do that. Thank you so much. That's we will amazing. Do. That is so great of you. Thank you very much, Immersion RC. Anthony Cake, thank you. Thank you. No worries. It's been a pleasure, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Hang it's on, actually I much will... more comfortable than uh, than the last one I joined you on. After an hour was. Uh... Hang on, <laughs> let me just give you Mikey's email address. Hang on, surely so you the most comfortable place in the world is the toilet. <laughs> data, data protection. Jack, Speak. yes. You want to sign off so I can hit stop? Yes, please. Right, uh, you've been listening. Thank you for listening to Let's Drone Out. Uh, you've been joined by. Frank slash Andrew. Good night. Ex-employee <laughs> of, come on, Andy RC. Well done, Mikey. You deserve it. Thank you for the Patreon subscription and good night. Yep. And me and me and Andy RC later on sometime this week will be doing a short little show on my channel as well, just so you guys know. So keep an eye out for that. I didn't know about that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we're doing the we're doing the commentary. Okay, that's fine. Yep, no worries. We've been joined by Anthony Cake. And awesome guys, thanks for listening to me drone on. Yep, your uh, last name makes me really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and you're joined by the the hungriest vegan. Au revoir. Yes, at last he doesn't say bonjour. I want to strangle you every time I edit and hear you say that. Thank you. And I've been right until I fly, and you've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Thank you, everyone. Congrats, Mikey. And well, thank sir. you for listening. And thank you, Anthony. Yep. Thank Please you. donate to the Patreon. Telemetry lost.